0: Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I come in on a Sunday morning, I'm not exactly feeling 100% yay, yay, rah, rah. But there is a magic that happens, an alchemy of spirit, when we come together with an open-heartedness and a willingness to lean into what it means to be love and expression, and to hold a high watch for our world, where there is a place for all of us, where we might all know love and peace and clear-mindedness And I find that my spirit is filled and renewed and restored. And I am thinking, yeah, yeah, amen. So thank you for coming together to create a space. And thank you online, doing the same, a space where we are encouraged to know the truth about ourselves and about our world. And that the greatest power in the universe is love. And that each and every one of us is a conduit and the embodiment of that divine idea. So turn to your neighbor and say, you are love incarnate. You are love incarnate. You are love incarnate. You are love incarnate. Ah, Doesn't that feel good? I mean, there are so many other things we could say to our neighbors. (laughs) Let's keep it there and build on that. You know, I was reminded of one of my favorite songs that was released in 1965, same as this guy. And you might know it from Jackie to Shannon. What the world needs now is love. All right, there you go. That's what the world needs now. It needed it in 1965, didn't it, Amy? Amy. Yeah, we have a connection. And uh, still needs it today. And a lot of great love songs. I'm one of these people. I get so much of my spiritual inspiration from music. Thank you, Amy. That uh, I just always make connections. And then I think about, well, where do we find this love? Well, we can also always follow Whitney Houston, of course, because she found the greatest love of all inside of all right, so that's right. So I found the greatest love inside of, inside of me, and that was from her self-titled debut album released in 1985. We're moving things up. And uh, even though that song you may know or may not know was also released by George Benson and Shirley Bassey in the 70s. So it's good. the good ones keep coming around, don't they? And speaking of coming around again, I want to come back to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, we, where we opened our meditation period this morning. And although the concluding line of this passage is probably the most famous and the greatest of these is, oh, you're paying attention. This is great. So because this is going to be on the test at the end of the hour, just so you know, you can download the test at home as well. Uh, Okay, there's no test. I just made that up on the fly. So anyway, I want to give attention to the first line. That one I don't think gets enough attention, and that's this line. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, then I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Ugh, you think about that, gongs and Well, the gong, our gong isn't too bad. There you go. Like that. Ah. Yeah, jarring sounds is what he's saying. They're jarring sounds that get our attentions. Um, and, And I don't know, is it just me? Or does it seem that there, along with all the other pandemics going on these days, we have a pandemic of noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. Would anybody have a sense that that might be an experience? Well, maybe it only seems that way to us here in Virginia because Virginia has an election every single year for those of you who don't know we have an election every single year and you know i think this year we're voting on chief cook and bottle washer and commonwealth dog catcher is is that what that we're hearing so much about interesting enough as an aside another thing that will be on the test at the end of the hour there are only five states that hold odd year elections kentucky louisiana mississippi new jersey and the commonwealth of virginia So you'll want to make a note of that because it could be a jeopardy question and you could win a lot of money If you know that so I want to make sure you have something very tangible and practical to walk out of here with today so this is, as you may be aware, the third week of our annual fall series, Unity Awakening, in which we have Sunday messages and small groups. And our inspiration text this year is Trusting the Gold, Uncovering Your Natural Goodness by Tara Brock. And Tara Brock is the founder of the Insight Meditation Community of Washington, she's a native of our area. And it's always nice to read the book for those of us in this area because there are references to places most of us have been. Now, the book is arranged in three different sections truth, love, and freedom. And this week's message clearly is one of the love talks. But before referencing the text specifically, trusting the gold, I want to continue with this notion of noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. I don't know about you, but you might be like me, and I'm troubled by the seeming lack of love in public discourse. I mean, how often does any of us read the newspaper or, or see our social media feeds or watch the news and go, wow, this is so awesome. Everybody's working together for the common good. I'm just so inspired by the way leaders and our homeowners associations to the federal government are just really coming together to work out ways to find the common solutions to the issues we all face. This is fantastic. I don't know when this has happened before. Anybody? Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, sadly, though, and from my point of view, it seems like a lot of energy is being invested in just the opposite, in noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. <laughs> exactly, like that. And it almost seems like there's an intention to divide and separate us in which working together is a zero-sum game. If I give a little, then I've lost something. If you give a little, something you've lost something. And I'm troubled by that because I can't find out what's so awful about forming a more perfect union and what's so terrible about establishing justice, ensuring domestic tranquility, and what's so bad about promoting the common defense and the general welfare and why is there a problem with securing the blessings of liberties to ourselves and our prosperity? To and why would we even need for one group to feel superior or better than another one? And my guess is that not everybody understands a concept that also appears in First Corinthians of one body with many members. And Paul spoke about this in chapter 12, just the chapter preceding chapter 13. And in part, what he said in there was, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with great honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may all have the same care for one another. If one member suffer, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. He's saying in there and in the community of humankind, we're all in this together, folks. We've got to make this work and appreciate each one of us for what we bring to the table and who we are as parts of a community within which if any one of us were missing or constricted, the body would be incomplete and lacking. You know, it, it almost reminds me of another love song. This one is Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas, released in 2003. I'm getting more current. In which It opens up with, what's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no mamas. Whole world's addicted to the drama, only attracted to things that'll bring you trauma. Where is the love? It almost seems like in our world today, there's an addiction to trauma and drama. But it doesn't have to be that way, because what we know, and all people of faith know, that love is the greatest power in the universe. Somehow, some way, it gets covered up or forgotten or shoved to the side in place of drama. Because here's the here's the truth: when everybody's getting along and loving one another and being kind, ain't got no drama. How are you going to sell country music records? I mean, you got to have a problem. You don't have to have a problem. Do you. And that brings me to our source text for Unity Awakening 2021: trusting the gold, uncovering your natural goodness. Because it is imperative that when we have all these clanging gongs and noisy symbols, not to lose sight of the truth, of our inherent goodness, and the inherent goodness of everyone. We don't want to get sucked into that mess drum of negativity that can only preclude and reduce our capacity to create a world awakened to peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. It's kind of like in the children's Sunday school today, this this experience between Mr. Whiskers and Trixie, having to figure out what am I feeling so that when I understand what I'm feeling, then I can address the issue with love or dignity and respect. That's where we were going with the children's lesson. You see, it doesn't mean that we just act like there aren't problems in the world, because as long as we have physical bodies, chances are we're going to have some problems in the world. But it does mean we can still address them with respect, with dignity, and address the people who seem to be promoting that sort of separation with respect and dignity too, even if they don't respond in kind. This is the whole premise between the work of among the work of Dr. King and Mahatma Gandhi. We call it in unity, take the high road, hold the high watch, strive for a still more excellent way. By grounding ourselves in the divine idea of love, I am convinced. I'm absolutely certain that not only we can bring this vision into manifestation, but we are bringing it into manifestation right now ever more fully than we ever have. And yes, as they shared in the children's lesson, it isn't always easy. Sure as heck isn't fast, but it is always worth it. And when we realize we have done the right thing in the right way with the right consciousness, we will have peace in our hearts. We will fuel the love of our being that we want to bring into manifestation for all and for the earth itself and the plants and the animals And as Ron shared in our mindfulness meditation, loving kindness meditation this morning, to all beings. Because where there is life, there is a spirit of the holy and the sacred. And as he shared in our opening prayer, when we get still and get silent, then we can see it. We can feel it. We can witness it. We can commune with it and feel that holiness in ourselves. Not always easy. It's not always easy to get quiet in our minds, is it? But the quiet is always there. The love is always there. Just waiting for us to reconnect with it consciously. I wanted to share a few words from our text, Uncovering, uh, uh, Trusting the Gold, Uncovering Our Natural Goodness, because Tara Brock shares in here a story about going on her first 10-day meditation retreat. Uh, Well, holy moly, I don't know if I can be quiet for 10 days. I don't know if I can be quiet for 10 minutes, but I've known I can do 10 minutes. And uh, she talks about what was going on between her ears in this experience. And it's kind of interesting about how she leans into and discovers some painful emotions and limiting beliefs. In other words, the clanging gongs and noisy symbols of her mind. She said, my mind was generating a barrage of self-judgments from niggling little things like not packing comfortable pants to major failures as a parent. And I felt like I was an imprisoned and a deficient and separate self it became clear to me that I was at war with myself and cutting myself off uh, from my heart and perpetuating suffering. Well, has any one of you ever done the same thing like me? You get still and t- to meditate and think, this is the day I'm really going to get silent and just know infinite oneness and peace. And then these thoughts start happening. And then some of these thoughts are not very pretty. and They're not very nice. And this is why in our meditation practice, we we'll often advise people, Just acknowledge them, let them go. You don't have to attach to them. You have thoughts. You are not your thoughts. And this is something where we get stuck sometimes as human beings. We start identifying with our thoughts and say, that's me. But that's not you. You are an individualized expression of the magnificence of the universe. There, I just told you all who you all were, right to your faces. But these other thoughts, they come, they go. They're temporary. And that's what she was experiencing in this 10-day meditation retreat. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. I mean, it's not like, you know, Rene Descartes once said, I think, therefore I am. I think he had it backward. It's I am, therefore I think. Because if you exist as a human being, you have a thinking capacity. Well, anyway. She says, I set the intention to accept rather than push away the underlying feelings of anxiety, fear, anger, and shame. Well, who does that? I mean, we're just kind of conditioned, aren't we, that if we feel any of those negative emotions, make them go away. Go have a drink, take a pill, go shopping, vacuum, do something, turn on the TV, go to Facebook for crying out loud. Don't feel. And she's saying, I just decided I'm just going to accept them to boldly go where no meditator has gone before. I'm just gonna accept them. And she says those precious moments of unconditional acceptance didn't last long at first, but always in them I discovered that my heart was open, caring, and free. Even though the thoughts about the part of myself that I didn't like continued to come up, they were held with compassion. There was room for imperfection. Which is fascinating. Because how many of us are taught, or how many of us have picked up the, the thought somewhere along the way that if I feel these things, there's something wrong with me. And I need to make that go away. I'm not a good person. But in her practice, she said, I'm just going to be compassionate with myself and recognize this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. I don't have to make it go away. See, that's that the divine part of her, acknowledging her experience and just being kind, choosing to be kind to herself rather than berating herself for thinking that, oh, you woulda, coulda, shoulda, blah, 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 Just going to be compassionate. Just going to love myself. She said that my mantra became, the boundary to what I can accept is the boundary of my Freedom. Of course, negative judgment weren't just limited to my own personhood. (laughs) I felt annoyed by people dear to me who weren't taking care of themselves in the way I thought they should. Which leads me to believe I bet she has a family. I bet she has people. I'd get caught up in all the drama and judgments aimed at those who had power and were creating uh, difficulty and suffering for vulnerable populations. You know, more noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. But each time those thoughts arose, I'd remind myself that acceptance without boundaries meant including all beings in my heart. It reminds me of Jesus' injunction to pray for those who persecute you and to love your enemies. Expand the boundaries. And I could feel how pushing anyone away created a wall that barricaded a small separate self from others. From my own sense of inner freedom. I could feel it in my body as my body tensed and a constriction in my heart. Which then I had to ask myself now, how many times am I the one banging the gong or ringing the cymbal? So, last few words from Tara. On that retreat, I learned that when I shift my attention from judging myself and others and let my heart open to the vulnerability we all share. That the wall starts becoming more porous. And as I open to that vulnerability with compassion, the light and warmth of my heart shines through freely. As Rumi puts it, the hurt that we can embrace becomes joy. Call it to your arms where it can heal. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, where is the love? It's right here. What does the world need more? It needs this love to be expressed for everyone. That's what we are about when we talk about being love in action. That's what we are about when we talk about holding the consciousness of loving kindness for all beings because we want everyone to thrive and everyone to prosper. And we also want and need to acknowledge when our thoughts might indicate something different than that. So we acknowledge them and let them go and commit to walking in the ways of peace. We commit to engaging in the world with respect and dignity and holding the high watch Because the world needs us to hold the high watch. To model a still more excellent way. With more and more people living on this planet every day, there is more and more call and more and more need for us to show up and show out with our love and our commitment to creating a world of peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. That includes loving ourselves, being compassionate with ourselves and others. Not always easy, but always worth it. Peace be with you. Namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.